Coming to you from our living rooms, it's the Region 20 Tops to Teens podcast. I'm Sam Gonzalez. And I'm Sarah Ford. And we're here to share with you some really inspiring things that we're seeing the Region 20 teachers are creating um, through their distance learning during COVID-19. So we'll be highlighting some of the really innovative practices that teachers are using to connect with their students virtually. It's going to be an awesome journey with fun conversations to keep you up to date in current practices of instructional continuity. That's right, Sarah, it's gonna be an awesome journey. And we hope that you continue to listen weekly as you travel through special education pathways with an early to exit mentality. So let's get going. Welcome back, Sam, to another episode of the Tots to Teens podcast. Oh, and we have Lisa Kirby with us again today. Yay. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you guys doing? I am so happy to be here today, especially because we have an extra special guest today. I can't wait until you tell us who's going to be with us today, Sarah. I know. I'm excited too, but you know, it's been a while since I kind of touched base with Sam. How are you doing? How are your boys, Sam? Uh, I am doing well. Everything's going good over here. Boys are doing good, you know, still at home, still self-quarantine. So, but they are actually enjoying, you know, now that we've kind of rolled in the summer, enjoying a little bit of more freedoms, you know. But yeah, everyone's doing good here in the, in the Gonzalez household. So I hope everybody's doing well. But I am super excited for today. So I can't wait till you tell us about who our guests are today, Sarah. Well, we that's because speaking of kids, we have a um, student with us today, our first ever student on the podcast. Um, it's going to be so much fun. We have the honor of hosting a young lady who will be a third grader next year at Navarro or Navarro Elementary, and um, her name is Carlin Strouch, and her Hi. mom is with us too. Welcome, Carlin. Well, hello, Carlin, and also, um, I know you mentioned her mom's on here also, Amy. So, Amy, just tell us a little bit about how the whole transition was to online learning with Carlin and how you guys kind of both adjusted. Thanks, Sam. We have adjusted fairly well in our house. Our school district, Navarro ISD, really did a phenomenal job of rolling out online learning for COVID-19. We were on spring break when we learned about the school closures for COVID-19. So our kids were already at home. We took one week off after spring break. And by the end of that week, we already had information from our school district about their plans to deploy techno technology resources to every child in the district. So they had a plan for pre-kinder through second graders to all have iPads and Chromebooks. They had third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders all have Chromebooks get picked up. And then at the junior high and high school, those kids already had Google Classrooms that they utilized and each child already had a Chromebook checked out. So we very quickly had a plan in place. And um, by the end of that second week, they had a drive-through set up and you put your kiddo's name in the window, drove through the back of the school and picked up a giant box of uh, computer equipment and all kinds of classroom resources, including all of the materials that were Carlin's and her brother's materials. You know, there are supply boxes and things that they have their names on. Everything was in that box. So it was like a school at home box. We just picked it up and brought it home and the next Monday morning, we were learning 
on the computer. So it was a very fast turnaround and our family, we have four kids, all school age. Carlin's our youngest. She was in second grade during COVID-19 and she has three older brothers who were in fourth, sixth and eighth grades. And uh, I would say that the first few weeks were a huge adjustment in our house, but we settled in and really took online learning seriously. And every one of our kids spent about two to three hours a day on their computers learning with their teachers or learning with the assignments that their teachers gave. Well, Carlin, I have a question for you. Mom told us all about how you got set up. Tell me what you like about learning at home, doing online learning. What do you like about it? Anytime I can move and go to my room or I could take a break and it just felt good to be home. Well, I bet I would like that too, that if I needed to move, I could get up and move and take breaks and everything. Did you miss anything about not being at school? I miss that I couldn't have private conversations anymore and I couldn't play, I couldn't have recess with any of my friends or have lunch with them or share seats with them, so. Well, that's awesome that you miss your friends and, but you have three brothers. What about your brothers? Well, they're all busy with school and sometimes they finish and sometimes Cade will invite his friends over and it just gets really noisy sometimes. Well, noisy brothers. Well, I also heard you have a very awesome teacher that you had at school. So can you tell us how your teacher was awesome when you were learning from home? Um, well, she was... How did she help you, Carla, from home? Well, it depends which teacher you're talking about. Um, if it's Ms. Shulky that um, pulled me out to help me with my learning, because she's awesome. She really did help me. If it's my teachers, then they're awesome too. They helped me. And Shoki passed out things, and it was, and we, I was doing a little bit better on the computers with, because, well, I kind of, I, yeah. So it sounds like you think that you did a little bit better using the computers at home than being at school. Did I hear you right? Yes, you did. So, um, so how was that better? Well, like, just sometimes I get a little nervous. So it just kind of makes me feel a little 
better when I'm on the computers. You know, that is such, I'm so glad that you shared that with us because I bet a lot of teachers out there don't think about that. What do you think, Sam and Sarah? Teachers might not know that kids sometimes get nervous in class and that by being on a computer where their friends are not around at that time, they might be able to learn better. I think Carlin just gave us great information for teachers. Yeah, I think that's awesome because, you know, knowing that now there's a different way that they can learn and different things they can do. And one of the things we've always talked about and we've heard throughout the podcast, and this is a question for mom now, is how was your tech, technology savviness with setting up the computer? One of the things we've talked about with the teachers is they sometimes said they had to kind of help the parents learn the technology. So I'll let mom answer, you know, how was her Google savviness? And then how did that help with Carlin? I think Carlin would say mom's Google savviness was not so great at first. So we, learning the Google Classroom was not intuitive on our end as the parents or for the children. Um, the, the assignments were just kind of all over the place. They weren't grouped. I didn't, we didn't know when certain things were due or what to turn in or, or for what class it was for. So using the Google Classroom was certainly a, a big learning curve for, for both the student and for me as the mom. What I was really grateful for was that the teachers, Carlin had two teachers, a reading ELA teacher and then a math science and social studies teacher. And both of the teachers pretty early on into the online learning experience held Zoom meetings at night for parents. Um, for working parents, they understood that there were still parents working during the day. And so at about 8.30 at night, twice, they held Zoom meetings for parents to just kind of walk us through, here's what a Google Classroom looks like, here's how to help your student know where assignments will be placed and how to know where the due dates will be. And then over time, I could tell the teachers got more comfortable and used better organizational systems in folders or in groupings because it was so much easier to be able to find and kind of show Carlin, okay, here's what you need to do today and here's what to do by Friday. Um, but it was definitely something that we didn't know about at first, but through working with the classroom teachers at our school, they went above and beyond to help us understand as parents. Well, Amy, I have a question for you. Being a working mom and having four children at home who were all in school at the same time, how did you manage that? Or what are some tips that maybe you could give to other uh, parents who are working and trying to help their kids during that time? Wow, what tips would I give? Well, I will give a huge shout out to uh, my husband, who also is an educator, who was home during this time and working from home. With, between the two of us, we really tried to figure out the best system to help all of our kids. And it was certainly not flawless. I mean, from logistical challenges, like did we even have enough Wi-Fi bandwidth for all of our kids and us to be on Zooms? 
at the same time, um, learning and working to where are we going to put everyone in the household so there's not background noise from each other. Uh, there were there were just some there were so many challenges that we just didn't even foresee or think about until we were right in the moment. But I would say that my best tips for parents that were working at home and schooling their kids at home at the same time would be take a few minutes every day to just sit and create a checklist for your child of what assignments do they need to do for that day. Write down those things and start with the things that they can do independently and don't need as much help with and mark down the things that maybe they do need more help with. So Carlin told you a little bit about her teacher, Ms. Schulke, who would pull her out when she needed extra help. Carlin, as a second grader, had been in a tier three RTI program and received intensive intervention for both reading and math skills from Ms. Schulke at her elementary school for two years. And so we were actually, right before COVID happened, we were in the process of having Carlin referred and had just signed parental consent for a special education evaluation to help us understand more about some potential learning needs that Carlin would have and whether those could be met with through an IEP um, as she goes into third grade. So that was, you know, having a child that whether it be age or skill level isn't totally able to be independent with their learning yet, I would say as a mom, definitely create visual checklists, start with things that you know they're more independent with, and then move into things that they would need additional help with. And maybe find time together, you know, around your workload or around your workday in the evenings to do those things um, collaboratively with your child. Um, so I, the thing is, I did. I don't get two classes with Miss Shulky anymore. I only have one class with Miss Shulky, and we have to do learning and that. So, but I, at, but they're both at the. She has two things, and they're both at the same time. So. There's some days where I get confused and it takes a minute for me to get to the right class because I don't sometimes I don't know if math is on one day or spelling. Yeah, so a huge blessing and positive for our family was not only did Navarro roll out a pretty great system for online learning, but intervention continued. So Carlin continued her intervention classes with Ms. Schulke through COVID-19. So twice a week she would meet in an individually or in a small group for reading support and twice a week for individual or small group math support for her tier three intervention. And one of the biggest challenges that Carlin was just describing was making sure we were logged in at the right time and at the right day with the right links to those Zoom meetings. So a lot of days I had to learn that we had to set timers in our house. So we would have digital timers that went off five minutes before one o'clock to say, okay, Carlin needs to get online again today to go do intervention. Um, and 
we might have already moved on to other things or she might have started playing or resting, but it was really helpful to use our supports like digital timers to help us remember. Um, so um, sometimes when it wasn't Miss Shulky's day, mom and dad would still put a timer and sometimes I remind, once I reminded dad that it wasn't Miss Shulky day, so then he set off the timer. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I am sure that mom and dad appreciated your help. And, and I know with all of our meetings now, uh, uh, Sam and Sarah, I, I kind of feel like, Carolyn, some days I have to look and see which meeting am I supposed to be in at which time. So uh, she's giving us a lot of insight uh, to that. Uh, so, uh, Amy, a question. You mentioned that uh, they were going to start the testing uh, to see if she was eligible to receive special ed services. So, what happened once COVID hit? Uh, are they going to do the testing or what's going to happen with that? So, I have been in close contact with Navarro ISD when COVID happened, I, the LSSP, so the school psychologist had contacted us and, and kind of said, here's my plan. I'm estimating Carlin would be up for evaluation probably around the end of April, given our timeline. And that all sounded great. So when COVID happened, the um, special ed director and the LSSP reached back out to us over the phone and said, we can't really proceed with our evaluation because we can't meet in person. That's um, not something that's safe to do right now because of the health and safety regulations around COVID. So we're gonna put this on pause and we um, were able to receive a notification, written notification that the evaluation still would take place when it was safe and the health and the regulations around face-to-face -face contact um, were determined to be appropriate at a later point in time. And we talked about that may occur this summer, given um, if any of the guidelines or guidance around being in closer proximity than six feet for social distancing was okay, or it may occur in the fall when we return to school. But they have contacted us twice as a school district to let us know that she's still on the list, she's in the queue, all of those evaluations are just delayed because they require face-to-face -face contact with Carlin to better understand what her skill levels are, and those can't be accomplished right now because of COVID. This might be a little off topic, but for, but for some reason, I want a pet snake, but I'm scared of them coming in our house. Well, I'm sure your teacher at home can really work on you getting a pet snake. That might be something you can work out with the teacher you have right now. Yeah, you, you may have to do some research on that. See which are the best kind to have for pet snakes. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of afraid of snakes, so I wouldn't be the best one for that. Or that may be one of the things that when school resumes, if it resumes face-to-face, -face, we don't know um, where we stand, but Region 20 has some th pretty cool things that are there that can be checked out through, through us for snakes and other things for the classroom, too. So, um, uh, I just wanted to kind of, we're, we're 
getting close to the end of our time together and it's been so much fun. I hate for us to have to go, but just, I wanted to kind of ask one quick last question for you, Carlin, about okay. when school returns. We don't know what that's gonna look like yet, but for you just personally, what, what are your ideas of how you like to learn best and what might that look like for you? Um, I like to learn with things and not really papers, but like blocks and whiteboards and tablets. So that's what I like to learn with. Okay, so as, and I think you all, what you were mentioning earlier was that y'all were having success with doing some of those combination of things, having online learning, having online learning, and um, perhaps when school goes back. So we'll see what that looks like. But first, we just want to say thank you both to Amy and Carlin for joining us today. Y'all were awesome guests, and we hope we talk to you again. Um, when, whenever, whatever it looks like in the fall, when we start back. Okay. Yep. And I just want to say again, thank you for both being on here. And Colin, I really like how you talked about your teachers and the awesomeness they did and really all the great things they did to help you continue your learning. So awesome. Thank you for being on. I want you to have a real good summer. Enjoy the rest of the summer. And then hopefully we'll hear back later on of how everything's going if everything gets back to normal so once again thank you very much carly and thank you mom amy for being on the podcast and then sarah close us out okay sam thanks everybody for joining us we will please listen again next week for another episode of tots to teens thanks so much for listening bye